Welcome to the Hereby Call podcast, where we focus on preparing the called and reminding the returned by sharing life-changing experiences from serving the Lord. Sit back and relax because you're listening to the best podcast of this dispensation. and Zach. Um, we're kind of freestyling this, sharing some Halloween scary moments from yep. our missions. Oh, there it goes. And here comes the loud. There we go. Welcome back. Um, yeah, we got talking about experiences we've had on our missions that were kind of scary moments. Mm-hmm. And I think the last thing we want to do... The podcast, the goal is to prepare the call to remind the return. Yeah. And so we're trying to inspire people to serve missions. So we're going to share some... <laughs> it's like a tough situation. Like, I want to share... Well, some, it's, it's, it, look, it's a reality, okay? Like, if... if a, Everyone if gets a, scared at some If point. a mission was all rainbows and sunshines, like, yeah. I mean, you want to get gospel. I mean, look at freaking uh, Christ's early earthly ministry. You know, there was two people... like. Satan knew where he was at all times, right? There's a lot of, I'm sure, scary things that happened to him. Not not comparing myself <laughs> <laughs> or anybody to Christ, but it's, it's a reality. So, and I think, uh, you know, one thing that we always try to do on the Hereby Call podcast is is be real about being called to be an, a yeah. missionary. That's 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 a good way to put it. Yeah. So we we were kind of asking ourselves the the question. What were the moments you were most afraid on your mission? Like, not afraid, but like scared. You know. Well, see, here's the thing. There's a difference between being afraid and being scared. Like, you could be scared you were going to poop your pants. Like, walking down the street. Oh, my gosh, it's coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're talking like, uh, you know, there's a difference between... Like a deeper level. Yeah, like, you, like frightened. Yes. I guess, of when you felt fear rather than being afraid. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's extend the question to you, Jordan. And we'll we'll go back and forth because I you know obviously we have a couple different things written down. But uh, when was there a time, or you know, take me to a time on your mission when you were afraid for whatever reason? Okay, frightened for whatever reason. I'll, 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 and I'm going to eat my Halloween candy, so tur- turn your mic down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, that's oh, my mic. Wrong mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell the longer story now that you're gonna. Be busy. Okay. I'm in Jackson, Mississippi. I'm the zone leader there, and I've gone on exchanges in Jackson multiple times. Every time I've gone on exchanges in Jackson, Mississippi, I've always heard a gunshot. I've seen needles on the ground. I've seen questionable <sighs> things going on. Yeah, thanks for throwing that in there. Sound effects. I thought I was a tough kid. I wrestled in high school. I never won. <laughs> I uh that's the opposite I, of tough. I, I listened to like Eminem and Jay Z and Lincoln Park and like I thought I was so hardcore. No, I was nothing. <laughs> and I go to like an actual place where 
bad things can happen or do happen and you hear like you hear gunshots and yeah. it's it's a scarier situation. So I'm on exchanges and I'm with Elder Flint. And when I was the zone leader in Jackson, I don't think my mission president ever got upset with me saying this. I don't know if you know if I said this, but I would tell the missionaries in Jackson, be home at like seven, seven thirty, eight. Like, what well, and and what time were they? So typically, I can't even remember if it was like nine o'clock. It's nine or nine thirty if if you're teaching. Okay, but because it's so like scary and dangerous out there, the the crime rate's really high in Jackson, and because it's so dangerous out there, I told him I was like, "Hey, be home sooner." Like, uh-huh. like yeah, don't so, be out here walking around at night. Yeah, so of course I go on exchanges and we end up like teaching someone and then walking and and knocking doors and teaching someone else and now it's late mm-hmm. and now it's dark it's like the fall and even the streets that we're biking down the street lights are out so it's just oh wow it's just pitch black <laughs> we're going down the street Edward Flint's in front of me and we could hear music on both sides of the street but there's like not much lighting going on and there's a bunch of cars parked on both sides, but there's cars parked on both sides and mm-hmm. you know, where we live. Yeah. And anyways, but I realized like there's these figures moving up and down and there's this party and it's, it's a lot of black people having a party and I can, I can smell the alcohol. I can mm-hmm. smell the smoke. And so now I'm feeling like uncomfortable, not because alcohol and smoke, but because <laughs> it, it's late and it's dark. Well, yeah, I mean, in, you're 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 kind of like in a dangerous place, stumbling into something. Yeah, and I feel like if I was not a missionary, I would never go down that kind of street. But as a missionary, you kind of have a mantle and you feel protection. And this is like a moment where I realized, like, even with the mantle, like this is not safe. <laughs> yeah, you could still be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So so we're we're biking down the street and out of to to the side on the right side, this man comes sprinting. Elder Flint, like running, and you only run like that if you have bad intentions. Mm-hmm. And he comes and gets right in Elder Flint's, you know, grabs his handlebars and stops him. He's like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey!" And I'm like right there behind him, like stopping my bike, and I'm like, fight or flight, like what, yeah. what's going on? Well, yeah. He's like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" I read your book. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, man, I read the book." It's the Book of Mormon. <laughs> and Elder Flint's like, hey, like it's really dark. I can't tell. Who, who am I talking to? He's like, my name's Lemuel. I'm like, what? Of all names? Of all isn't names. That, well, let's be clear. Isn't that, you told me that's a biblical name It's too, a biblical right? name. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> my mom read the book and called me Lemuel. So this this we got stopped by Lemuel in the middle of the night. Well, not in the middle of the night, but when it's dark and scary outside in Jackson. Oh, my gosh. But it like turned into nothing. But in the moment... Yeah, I was I was freaking out. Yeah, that would be a little scary. I spoke long enough for you to eat your Reese's oh, peanut butter cup. Yeah, I mean, I feel like my stories might be a little bit longer, but I'll try to keep them brief. So, and we we each have a couple, right? So, I would say the first one that comes to my mind, um, and again, again, there's a difference between being frightened and 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 like truly having fear in your heart right so the first one that comes to my mind is uh it was my second or third area i'm still fairly new i think i had been out this is my fourth or fifth transfer um in learning portuguese you know you're you're kind of still stumbling yourself stumbling your way through the language like you can understand it 100% but 
you know, the way you might say a word might throw some things off, right? You know, people can still tell you you're American. And luckily, I get really tan. Um, <laughs> luckily, I get really tan. So, like, I wasn't like a, <laughs> like a white boy, right? Like, you know, I could, I could pass off as a local um, from a different area, right? So we got my companion and I, it was my third area. We got transferred into this area that was, I guess you call them whitewash, right? Um, that was sisters from the, the dawn of time, like since the, the mission opened this area. And it was called Teja Vermelha and Vila Velha um, in the Espírito Santo, so in the Victoria mission. For any of you who know or can listen to what I'm talking about, it was a very... Uh, it, Poverty, like every everybody lived in poverty, right? Like there was no, in that area, there was no like apartments or anything like that. I think our house where we lived, uh, the missionaries was probably one of the nicest buildings in the entire neighborhood. And so, um, you know, no streetlights, no nothing. And it, you, we had always heard about Teja Vermelia, right? Like, oh, you know, a lot of stuff goes down. Uh, a lot of the members were like, ooh, you know, you're going to Teja Vermelia, you know. And it was a very big area, but, you know, we were only really allowed to stay in a couple areas. At least that's what the sisters had told us or whatever. Um, And again, like, I is very early on my mission. I'm still kind of like, you know, what is it called? Uh, Wide-eyed, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You know, it's just really cool because it was literally right on the beach. Um, You know, so I I thought the culture there would be a little bit more laid back. But the, the people on the that lived right next to the beach were a little bit more wealthy. And then there was a highway and our area was everything back behind the highway. So from our apartment, you could see the beach, but so we get to this area and we're, we get to work right day one. Um, my companion and I, we walk and we walk everywhere. Right. So we're out and about and the sun goes down <laughs> as the sun does every day. Right. And we have no idea where we are. And, we had the sun went down when we were during a lesson, right? So it's like we had no idea which way the sun went down because you know, like Cause you're new to it. Yeah, you know, it's like, dude, I have no idea what's north, east, south, or west. And again, because nobody had ever seen elders, like everybody was staring at us as we were walking by, like every single person, and you start feeling a little uncomfortable because you know it's you can like feel the stare. Oh yeah, but but they're like. They're hard stairs. And, you know, they might have thought we were like government officials or police officers or whatever, you know, because we're in white shirts and ties. And, you know, I'm like six six foot and my companion was Brazilian um, and he was really young. You know, we just stuck out like a sore thumb. And anyways, it, the sun went down and we're lost. Like, this, this place is still pretty big. And I know there's pretty bad places that we're not supposed to just stumble into, right? And, you know, so me and Elder Campos, we're like, all right, what do we got to do? And we're like, all right, well, I think the ocean is this way, like to our left. So let's just walk that way until we can't. And then we'll see if we can see something. Because sometimes ships would come in. It's like, you know, maybe we could see a ship and then we'll know we're on the right direction. Um, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to put all of our items in our socks because I had a G-Shock on and, and he had a, a G-Shock on and, you know, we have these little itty bitty cell phones, but still people would get robbed for their phones all the time. So I stuffed all this stuff in my sock 
and we're walking down the street, and again, just everybody's staring, everybody's staring. And we came towards the end of this uh, this road, and it was taking a right hand turn, and there was this group of like teenagers, like or you know, in their twenties, maybe a gang, I guess is what you could call it. And if anybody's gonna mess with you or, or say anything, it's them. That age group, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, hey, what are you doing, dude? Uh, and again, they had never seen elders ever. And so I'm over here like, oh crap. Like, if anything is gonna happen, it's gonna happen right now. Um and we were walking by them, you know, just getting stares, and all of a sudden my the phone starts going off in my sock. <laughs> <laughs> and like we just like kept walking really fast and really fast. And I think one of them was like, Hey, you gonna get that? Like your phone's ringing, dude. And we just kept walking and I, you know, ended up sticking my hand in, in my sock and, and picking it out. And it was a member that had, had called us and we're like, Hey, we have, cause we never had, we didn't even have a map. Like that's how these neighborhoods were. Like nobody sat down and wrote this street touches this street. It was just like, everybody knew it was really weird. So we had no map. And so it was a member who had called and we're like, Hey, we have no idea where we're at. We're by this store and this, uh, you know, little restaurant and he's like oh i know exactly where so he came in and, and showed us our way home but you know it was just really weird you feel really uncomfortable you're you're totally out of your element and the the staring that you get and again i, I just thought like if anything is going to go down it's going to be with that group and so that that was probably the one of the ones that come to mind i know it doesn't really sound super scary but you put yourself in that situation as like an american who's been living in the country you're like all right this is it you know like this is what everybody tells me about. This is this is where I'm going to get robbed, but nothing really happened. Nice. <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I that was somewhere. like my story too. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and that's that's kind of why I shared it. But um, do you have any like? Exp- okay, so since it's Halloween, um, let's talk about like spirits and stuff like that, because you know, every yeah, yeah, I we- cast out spirits and stuff like. Did you ever any, ever have any experience with? Good spirits or bad spirits? Let's, let's focus on spirits. you have any experience with that? Um, I don't want to go too in-depth with one story. If my kids listen to this later <laughs> on, or like my family members, you can ask me about this later on, but I don't want to share over the podcast. But I did cast out an evil spirit oh, out, wow. of, out of a missionary at one point. Oh, wow. Um, so was this, to, to build context so I understand, was, because uh, to my knowledge, you have to like invite them or, you know, stoop down to their level, I guess you will. Was he dabbling in some things he shouldn't have been dabbling in or was he inviting this spirit i think he was naive i don't think he understood so i wholeheartedly believe heavenly father exists i believe in the son jesus christ that being said there's a devil yeah yeah yeah. there's a devil as well and you you learn that on your mission um and there's evil spirits out there so it's it's not a joke we we've talked about it you know, before with, with voodoo and stuff like, Oh yeah. Black magic. It's yeah. real. It's not people are like, Oh no, there's, there's something to it. Um, don't mess with that. But having had that experience and hearing about other people talking about their experiences, cause it's real. Mm-hmm. You cast out an evil spirit by the power of the priesthood. Mm-hmm. Put your arm to the square. Yeah. Say your, say your stuff, say your stuff, command it to leave. Um, I had a dream. I was four months out on my mission, and this probably be the last story I got. Cause like, oh, I got the, like two or more. So okay, don't worry. Um, 
So I'm four months out on my mission, or four months out. I have four months left on my mission. I'm pretty seasoned, and I have this crazy dream. I'm in the parking lot of the church, and I served in my last area for 13 months. And Yikes. Yeah, a long time. So I got really close with this family, and in my dream, the husband was driving around the parking lot like a madman, like super fast and like going in donuts and, and like just being crazy. But he was like honking and angry and like yelling. And he was like trying to hit me. Like it was like Matador and like Raging yeah, Bull, yeah. like whatever. Finally slows down. I get in the car. I'm like what is going on? And he's like yelling and screaming. And the wife's like, hey, I am pregnant and I'm going to give birth like right now. And we've got to go. And I'm like, well, Doing donut holes like donuts in the parking lot isn't helping. And again, this is a dream. This is a dream. Okay. It's felt so vivid though. And he is like, he's a nice guy. Like, I don't have issues with him. He's like one of my favorite members ever of all time. And he's not himself. Mm-hmm. And the wife is again like kind of in like these laboring pains and like, you know, screaming and yelling. And this is like where things are gonna get dark. I can hear like an evil spirit trying to take over and possess her body. So she's screaming and her screaming's like high pitch, like, ah, you know, mm-hmm. and I can hear like a little baby inside of her, like screaming as well. And this, the screaming is like, there's like this like battle going on of like, who's going to win this, this body or these bodies over. Mm-hmm. And it goes from like high pitch screaming to like low pitch, like the oh, evil well. spirit won. And I wake up from this dream and it was like, like I'm sweating and like, it was the most vivid dream. Like this is 10 years ago, eight years ago. I still remember this. (laughs) And I'm trying to, in in the dream, I was trying to command the evil spirit to leave Mm -hmm. and I'm opening my mouth and nothing's coming out. Mm -hmm. And my, my tongue is literally bound to the roof of my mouth. And like my arms to the square and I can't talk. I can't yell. Like I can't get anything out. And I'm using like all the energy I have. And finally I wake up yelling. And my companion's like, what? What's <laughs> going on? And like my arms to the square and like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. ready to go. And I was like, that was the weirdest. Like I felt for a second. Like one, I was so ticked. I was like, Satan, don't attack me in my sleep. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a cheap shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, dreams are mine. Yeah, like that's it's not for you. That's that's a sacred space. Don't don't, <laughs> don't mess with my dreams. But it was such a weird, like I had such a I didn't have like a dark feeling, but it was such yeah, a like yeah. a vivid nope. dream that was like scary. And I was like, why? There. Like why the heck did that happen? And I just I I finished my mission and I believed that Satan was trying to like just mess with you a little bit, mess with me on on my mission. I end up. Like two years later, after my mission, I'm talking to one of my best friends, Trevor Mashad. Uh-huh. He's like, "Hey, did you ever on your mission ever have like a dream where someone was like getting possessed and you were trying to do something and you couldn't do something about it?" Like he was like really specific. <laughs> You're like, like he's like one of my best friends. Funny so like, you should he, say that. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I totally had that experience. He's like, me too. He's like, I just found out why I had that experience. Like, cause Satan's trying to get to you. He's like, no. There's this thing called sleep paralysis. And when you fall asleep in a certain position, if you fall asleep, like, I don't don't know how to explain it. You can Google it. Mm -hmm. 
you you your body well, sleep paralysis is what they think a lot of people think they got abducted by UFOs. The, that it doesn't aliens, surprise me. Yeah. So what happened? Because when I woke up, I couldn't move either. Like I had to like I like jolted out of it. But for a while, like I was like stuck in this weird position of laying on my back and like I couldn't move. Huh. So what your body does is it, it gets stuck and your mind starts to create a story of. Of why you're stuck? My body's not working. What's going on? Huh. And so being a missionary and having had experiences like yeah, that, and like yeah, reading yeah. the gospel and like yeah. knowing and believing like there's good spirits, there's evil spirits. I had like fabricated this nightmare because like I'm sure Satan probably wanted something to do with that. Yeah, but maybe. I, I mean, I, always. I don't. I think I never would have known about sleep paralysis. Like, and I Googled it and I read it. And I was like, that's <laughs> totally what happened to me. Wow. And it's like a really... Has it happened since? Uh, no. Have you been abducted by aliens? No. Okay. <laughs> but but when, when I Googled it, it said it happens in like 10% of people ages like 18 to 24. Oh, so yeah. I was like, weird. You were right there. But uh, that was a time I was pretty, pretty psyched out. Yeah, I, I never <laughs> really had any experiences with spirits per se i know you know brazil there's this stuff called macumba it's black magic right and uh you know outside of cemeteries we would always see uh skinned uh horse heads or cow heads or dead chickens or dead puppies in these little bowls um and coins and all that stuff i, I but you know i never really i don't want uh, i don't ever think i like there was one time where i thought i was going to have to cast out a spirit we we were teaching this lady we call her crab lady. And the reason why we call her crab lady is on her feet, she only had her big toe and her t- pinky toe. Like a crab, like crab oh. pinchers. <laughs> I can never remember hey, her Luce. name. And she got on a butt on the bus and she was acting like really, really strange. Like saying weird stuff, you know, like leaning back and forth. And I was like, yo, am I going to have to like cast this thing out? But I, I think I, you learned about it. She had some like schizophrenic issues and stuff like that. Every time we had gone to teach her she was normal but she had a little issue on the bus but there was one time other eric and i uh brazilian were walking down the street and there was this guy totally nonchalant in the archway of his uh quintal or his front the front of his everybody in brazil has a front yard and they have a gate right and he was like super cool like a you know like very suave i guess you could say in his speaking he's like hey do you guys have a message? And we're like, yeah, sure. You want to hear it? Yeah, come on in. And I don't know what the ritual is or why. I'll have to Google it. But in Makumba, and maybe it's not just in Makumba, but in, in worshiping spirits in Brazil or whatever, they always had like a bowl and a jar above the archway of their house. And I'm, I'm assuming it has to do with some sort of sacrifice or something. And I noticed that when we were walking in and my companion didn't. And I was like, oh, great. You know, this is kind of weird. And again, again, sitting down with this gentleman, just like you said, you know, I have a firm testimony that the Savior exists, but again, I have the same testimony of, you know, the oppressor, right, of of Satan. And um, the dude's smart. Let's just put it that way, right? And I think a a lot of the ways, you know, the adversary or Satan has been depicted in pop culture or even like in the scriptures is he's very like, loud and evil and you know stuff like that but the way i felt um well let me just back up when we when we sat down in this house we saw all of these bowls like stacked from the ceiling to the floor these little sacrifice bowls i'm like okay this dude this dude dabbles in the 
in the dark arts, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I'm like, all right, this this could go kind of weird. And he started talking about talking to more so my companion about all these experiences my companion had. And I didn't really talk to him just because I was uninterested to even like open that door. But my companion was kind of like poking and prodding and hey, what are these bulls for? And all this, that, and the other stuff, even though he knew, right? Um and the way that this gentleman carried himself, again, what I was saying about the adversary being portrayed as this very loud and jealous and angry person, the way that this guy was portraying himself was very, like, cunning and wise. Like, um, I don't know. Like, the what what comes to mind is in, in the, I don't know if it's a Disney movie, the Moses, you know, Moses, that the animated, yeah. yeah you know the two, um, the Pharaoh's assistants? Yeah. How they're, like, Almost like snakes, like weaselly, you know? That's the vibe I got from this guy. Like, oh, man, like he he's not like, I'm an evil person. You know, it was very like, so tell me about yourself, you know? And anyways, we left feeling super, well, I left like feeling like, yeah, that was weird, but it really did a number on my companion because I guess, you know, I, I you know, you always hear about Bible bashing. They were, they were like bashing about, experiences that my companion had had through his entire life. And I was kind of checked out, like, dude, let's just leave. Uh, you know, but if there's one person that knows about you your entire life, it's, you know, our Heavenly Father. If there's anybody else that knows something about you, it's the adversary, right? And so this guy was telling him about all these different things he had done and all this stuff. And again, it, it's a 50-50. Were you sick when you were a kid? Yeah. Yeah, so was yeah, I. Yeah, I thought like, so. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> stuff like that, you know. And it, it, yeah, you didn't look what like I, that. What I'm, what I'm getting at is it really messed with my companion mentally. And it was just like, you know, that, that sucks because something stuff like that happens. Or, you know, somebody, somebody you Bible bash with somebody and they, they mess you up a little bit and you're like, dang. like Maybe I, I don't know my stuff. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for that, you know. So that's kind of the way it left. That was my only experience with little, like, really black magic if you will. I know it's all over the place. I never really messed with it or had any problems with it. But real quick, I'll, I'll say one of my other stories and then I'll toss the, the ball back over to you. Um, this is another time where I felt genuinely like super um, frightened. Like I wasn't fearful for my safety. It was just like something that's, something really scary happened. Um, my companion and I, Elder Croshaw, we're walking down in Andre Carloni in Ceja. Um, in Andre Carloni, there's this neighborhood. I can't Jardin da Peña. So it was in a swamp, like a mangi. Uh, um, I don't know Why what you, you call New Orleans. You know when the the levee broke, how it flooded? Because uh -huh. like that's how this area. It's underwater. Yeah, like every time it rained, it would you know. And a lot of humble people live down there because real estate's cheap, right? And so we were down there. Uh, you know, 90% of the ward lived down there and we were just walking down the street and I remember looking at my planner uh, and just hearing so much screaming from behind us. Like somebody like was getting their flesh ripped off from them. Like, what the heck is that? And we both turn around and there's this gentleman that comes running around this corner butt naked and we <laughs> see a two by four smack him in the side of the head and he falls on the ground and we're like, what the heck is going on? And this mob of people with like brooms and and like, you know, two by fours are just whacking on him. And I'm like, dude, they're going to kill him. And I don't know how, but this guy got back up and started running towards us just down the street. And this mob, 
of, I want to say 15 to 20 dudes are screaming, get him, stop him. And I'm like, and he's naked, by the way. I don't know if I said that. Yeah. Um, I'm like, yo, I'm not touching this guy. And so I like go up against the wall and I grab my companion and I like slam him against him. I'm like, get out of the way, dude. Because I was down on like a smaller street and this whole mob just chased after this guy and they were smacking him. Like, I don't know how it, he would be an NFL running back, dude, because they were they were literally hitting him in the head with a two by four and he just kept running. And, you know, the day goes by. I mean, you're just genuinely like, what the heck just happened? Like, what was that? This naked dude running down the street and 20 dudes uh, chasing behind him to beat him up, right? The, the mob exercised the evil demon from the... Yeah, the well, it was, it was social justice. And, you know, I, there's a lot of corruption down in Brazil, so it made me, you know, he finally took... He got what he deserved, I guess. Um, I'm going to tell one more in case we want to edit that one out. Okay. Um, so I told Crab Lady... <laughs> How you have these categorized in your oh, head. there I have nicknames for everybody. There's a lady Bernadette. Her nickname was Snakes with Guns. <laughs> she had a, a a painting of a snake in her, on her wall with two revolvers. So we just called this. Let's go to Snakes with Guns. <laughs> um, I got one more. So and, and again, these are like, like I said, I never really had any experience with evil demons or. I honestly was never robbed. I was never held at gunpoint. A lot of my my scary moments came from just not being, not knowing the entirety of the situation, right? Um, and being naive just because I was an American and didn't know some cultural, you know, what what people were saying or how they were saying it. Um, in one of my areas, it was Christmas time, and I was I was the only American in a house of four, um, in this whole entire city. And we're, we're talking like, I think our area would have been like, you know, 25 square miles. So the nearest American might be a whole 50 miles away from me, right? And again, so we were walking down the, the street. We had already talked to our parents on Christmas. And, and Christmas down in Brazil is during the summer. Like it's, the seasons are swapped, right? That's weird. So it's like people are barbecuing, they're going to the beach and all this stuff. Anyways, I'm like, you know, we're walking in a diamond, if you will. You know, there's one up front. Two of us are talking, and there's me in the back. Um, and this gigantic uh, Brazilian guy looked rough, you know, stops the guy in the front and goes, hey. And he's looking at all of us and goes, which one of you is the American? And he looked pretty rough, obviously intoxicated. And like, oh, crap, you know, maybe he's going to, like, hold me hostage or something like that. But luckily, the guy up front was like, oh, no, we're all Brazilian. Because again, and I'm, I'm super just, tan. What and, a blessing! You know, <laughs> like maybe one of somebody somewhere heard like, "Ooh, there's an American," and it was dark. And what a lot of times they'll do is they'll look at your eyes. You know, well, you got green eyes. You must be an American. And so, it was dark enough that I just kind of hid in the back. But I just remember all those scary situations that I've had had throughout my mission were mostly because I didn't know the context of the situation, right? Or I wasn't able to control. Uh, some variable, right? Like the cell phone in the sock and walking. Oh crap. We're walking by this group. The one thing I couldn't control was somebody calling me. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think in, in telling these stories, we don't want to like frighten anybody from serving. Right. I mean, it's a reality. It happens regardless of whether you're on a mission or not. Um, but it's part of serving. 
<laughs> there's going to be a point where you either feel afraid, you know, whether you can't open your mouth because you can't speak the language or you're afraid you're going to get robbed. So you put all your stuff in your sock. It's a reality. So what do you got to say? Yeah. And I would just say, again, you are protected on your mission. There's, there's definitely a mantle of protection that comes. And I've got stories of miracles where I should have gotten really hurt in some situations and didn't have a scratch. Yeah, you're protected. And it's nothing really to... You can't go about your mission thinking that things these things are going to happen or be afraid that these things are going to be happen because they can come in all different shapes and sizes. Well, that's all I got for Halloween episode. Yeah, happy Halloween. I'm sorry. Like, I could go... There's a lot of other stories that I don't know that I'm comfortable sharing. <laughs> Those are like the kind of rated G ones, I guess, but no spirits. So well, maybe, maybe episode two. All right. Talk to you later.